water. Earth. Fire. Air. Welcome to Bending the Elements. A production by the Novice Elitist Podcast. With your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. A podcast about all things Avatar. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and those in between, to uh, our next episode of Bending the Elements. As we continue our discussion, going through the, the first of our comic reviews with Avatar Lost Adventures. Uh, we did the first half covering book one and two. Now we're going to jump into book three. And Isaac, uh, take it away for us. Uh, we now move on to Private Fire. Oh my gosh. This one was... I was dying laughing reading this. I, I really was. Oh man. Well, take it away then. Okay, so we're, uh, we're in the Fire Nation at this point and... I guess this is after the headband. And, yep. you know, Sokka, he's been thinking, okay, you know, we were in enemy territory now. And, Aang, you went to school there, but, oh, you didn't find anything out about the Fire Nation. Like, that. that's just not going to work for us. We need to kind of get the lay of the land here. So let's go through some things and let's try to learn about the Fire Nation. And Aang does give a nice suggestion that did make me laugh as well. He said that we could all dress like reporters and interview the locals. I thought that was pretty funny. I don't know about you. <laughs> oh, by the way, wait a minute. Yeah, well, yeah, I was thinking, I wonder if that's a reference to something. But yeah, they could definitely do that. But I... <laughs> um, hey, Sokka, where's that schedule of yours? Oh, I was thinking about that. They made a couple jokes about his schedule in this uh, this collection here. I guess they did. But yeah, it's like, hey, man, what the hey? Where's your schedule about going to the Day of the Black Sun? Like, what's, what's going on here? But And hey, Aang... How come you're not firebending? <laughs> hey, we'll get to some of that too. Uh, but we do see as they're wandering through the town, trying to learn about the Fire Nation. Asaka, he, he's he's the big weirdo of the group. Everyone else is walking around like, okay, these are regular people. But he's seeing torture chambers, you know, when people are trying to cook their food. He's sneaking onto rooftops, spying. I mean, he's, he's uh, yeah, not necessarily going about this the right way. Even creeping outside of windows while people are eating. You know, so not necessarily the most subtle of spires. This guy's a menace. It's complete menace. Also, like, you know, traces back to his xenophobia. Or, yeah, well, yeah. I'll we'll call it just of like, you know, in the, in the remember back in like, you know, Boy in the Iceberg, we own magic and then sees Aang and thinks he's the enemy. So it's like it's Fire Nation trap. So, yeah, this guy, even though he's, he's you know, completely smug, it has its downsides. And it's in this where he's just paranoid thinking like, oh, there's, there's all these like secret agents or whatnot. They're all squirrels in the skies or something like that, especially when they're at the fountain with, uh, I guess, the daycare or whatever. It's like, <laughs> yes, clearly the kid is a scrawl. And so are those birds. Anyways. Oh, no. Now they're in the alley. Yeah, I do like that all along Toph is kind of like, this, this is stupid. Like, what are we even doing here? And, and she mentions, <laughs> like, we're not going to learn anything by the Fire Nation just by spying on normal folks. This this isn't going to work. Can I just can I just say I love the bit where they're looking at the guy, you know, eating the noodles or whatnot. I feel bad for that guy. But I just love the panel layout. This is so like Calvin and Hobbes. I don't know why. It's like, <laughs> look, 
What is that strange man doing? I don't know. I can't see anything. Yeah, Aang's too low. He's just eating noodles. This, this is dumb. <laughs> it's perfect, man. I love this. This, this is my kind of comedy. Yeah, and as Toph is speaking, Sokka looks kind of, you know, dejected, a little depressed. His plan isn't working until he spots the perfect thing for him, this little flyer on the ground. And he decides, okay, I know exactly what I'm going to do. If we're going to if we're going to learn about the Fire Nation, yeah, you're right. It's not going to come from spot on regular folks. It's going to be becoming actually part of the Fire Nation. And so he decides that he's going to join the Fire Nation army. Which I love that big uh, join the army. Two-page spread, whatever that is. Or maybe it's just one big page, actually. Well, I mean, on my page, it's literally just like one page. I don't think there's any two-page spreads in this here collection, now that I think about it. Yeah, but so everyone thinks he's kooky. They're like, okay, this is stupid. Uh, they're not even going to let you join. Come on. What are you thinking here? But once he gets into his old Wang Fire outfit, yeah, they're they're happy to have men. They see that mustache or that beard, and they're like, okay, yeah, come right in, Wang Fire. What makes you even think they'll uh, let you join? Welcome to the army, son. I guess they'll let anyone join. Yeah, and I do love seeing that outfit again. Every time he was talking or walking around, I was just picturing the voice and the walk that he would do. So that definitely made it funnier. Complete and utter pompous dork. Yeah, I even like that as he's standing in line, maybe he sneezes or something, but his mustache falls off and he puts it on the wrong way. And this this general guy's like, hey, did you say something private? He's like, I'm going to keep an eye on you, sir. And so, yeah, poor Wangfire becomes the target of a little bit of abuse there. I believe it's a Drill Sergeant. Drill Sergeant. Yeah, and so we see a, a series of different training things. We get some Komodo uh, Rhino riding. Of course, uh, Wangfire doesn't do too well there. We see them trying on their uh, their Fire Nation uniforms, and, oh, Wangfire. It's just, you know, it's too big for him. <laughs> this, this poor guy can't get right. And he even trips on his costume and ends up ripping off the uh, drill sergeant's sash with all of his, his accolades on it. And so, oh no, Wangfire, now he's the absolute, uh, yeah, the kicking post for the, the training here. And so they decide, okay, you know, you want to mess around? Okay, now whenever you do your jogging or your push-ups, you got to have this little cow pig uh, companion. This is, this is what we think you are, this cow pig. So he's going to be with you every step of the way. And even at the end of the day, when we have you clean the latrines, you're also going to be cleaning out the, the cow pig latrine. And I do love that the cow pigs, pigs look so pleased. They're so happy that he's the one to do it. <laughs> I forgot how adorable, cute, and rotund these cow pigs are. Like, goodness gracious me. This Especially is... their babies. Ay, yeah, yeah, they're calflets. I don't know how you do it. Even the chicken pig is oh like, my the rooster pig good grief they're just uh, i don't know why that's yeah they're just oh uh, so the only problem is i know they're probably gonna be bacon oh no oh uh, yikes bacon and uh beef oh, world's, <laughs> oh, world's tiniest violin oh wait a minute that's a good point actually huh speaking of the world's tiniest violin as uh, wang fire is you know cleaning out the cow pig stalls he overhears a couple of troopers like, oh, you know, it's it's crazy. This war, it's moving so quick. Even these idiots that they just started training today, oh, tomorrow they're going to be on the front lines. And Wang Fire does a little gulp. Even his little cow pigs like, oh, no, this isn't good. And Wang has a little bit of a freak out like, oh, man, I, I can't get shipped out tomorrow. That's crazy. And he's like, okay, I'm going to sneak out of here. 
about this little cow pig that he's been spending the day with. It turns out it's it's taking a shine to him. It's got the, the, the hard eyes. And so as Wang is trying to take off, this little guy's following him along and yeah, super duper cute. I just love any every image with that guy in it. <sighs> yeah, no, I really wish they you brought him or whatnot. And better <laughs> oh. than hockey. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I would have uh, preferred him over hockey. That's fair. Yeah, we got a cute little thing of Wang trying to make his escape routine. Um, but yeah, rise and shine the next day. Immediately they recognize, okay, where's that idiot? Where's the kick and post? Uh, I've got a new sign on his back, a kick me sign. Where is he? <laughs> um, but but uh, yeah, they realize that he's, uh, uh, what's the word? Gone AWOL. What's uh, absconded? Is that the word? I don't know. I guess so. I think, I think AWOL is also uh, the technical term, but yeah, you can go absconded. And so, of course, after after he'd made himself such the, the, the perfect punching bag for the drill sergeant, like, okay, we're not going to let this, this stand. Now, uh, Private Wang, uh, he's a criminal. Wang fires, I'd say. Private Wang fires a criminal. So they, uh, yeah, they head off and search for him. I, I don't know what page this is because the freaking, yeah. page, for some reason, I guess they propped this wrong or something. Not wrong, but like, but anyway, the one where, you know, the drill sergeant is like, sir, later, sir, we searched the base. Uh, entire base fire is not here. Uh, you can see that one of the guards with the, the goons with the mask, he looks down and he sees the pig there. And it's just like, why is the pig out here? Oh, I definitely noticed that and I was laughing. I was like, even the pig's looking. <laughs> yeah, just like, where's my bud? Where's my, my bud at? Anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> I was almost like, is this guy a recruit? Is that why he was taking part in their training too? The, the cow pig? So we see Wang Fire. He returns to the, the cave and all of a sudden everyone's addressing him like it's Sokka and I was confused I was like what's going on why, why are they calling Wang Sokka um, I don't know maybe you have an answer for me there <laughs> pulling out one of your old jokes but but either way they're... what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> uh, but either way they're disgusted by it like oh you smell like like some pig uh, pig manure there like oh we don't like to, to smell that there and he's like oh man we gotta get out of here quick though the Fire Nation troopers uh, I don't want to head to the front lines please I, I gotta get over to Canada. We got to get out of here as quick as I can. They sent in my draft uh, papers this morning and the, um, the gang is very confused. I go, well, they don't know what he's talking about at all. I'm confused. I already exist up here. So how am I supposed to flee to Canada when I am a citizen? And so he goes to check out to see if the, uh, yeah, if, if they're after him, once he walks out of the cave, oh man, they're already there. They, they followed the smell, I guess they got out the, the, the bloodhound, uh, Komodo rhinos, and yeah, they sniffed him out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now they just they just brought the uh, the cow pig around, just <laughs> like they you know, had their old sniffer there, like they sniff, 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 and snuffed him right in that direction. Yeah, and I do like uh, clever old, as I always say, thinking Sokka. This guy, he's he's the smartest brain uh, in the West, and he says, "Oh, you know, I it's not that I was deserting. Oh, of course not. I, I love the Fire Nation. I just discovered that there's this this Earthbender." And this waterbender spies, they're, they're, they're trying to in infiltrate. And so I've been, you know, doing some espionage for us. I tracked them down to this cave. And the drill sergeant, I mean, he, he, he's got no respect for this guy. It's like, right, and my grandmother's the fire lord. Like, okay, keep it going here. And Katara overhears the plan, uh, the, the unsaid plan. It's like, okay, th 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 I guess that's what Sokka wants us to do. So let's uh, set up a little uh, bending attack just to, to back him up. And so they threw they throw some elements at them, some fire and some some earth, 
and everyone's shocked like oh my gosh Wang fire he's telling the truth that this guy he's a he's a fire nation hero and Wang steps up he gets all smug he's like oh don't worry drill sergeant I know what I take care of this type just uh, hand me one of those spears and yeah I'll get I'll get to it I do like that we they, we cut to uh, <laughs> as they're all calling him brave we cut to the rest of the boomerangs just giggling to themselves even Momo seems like he's trying to get in on it <laughs> Of course, I love. I'll have a hoot. <laughs> and so he comes marching in, looking like he's doing that same silly walk from the headband. And then, yeah, they they put on a, a fake fight as they try to make their their escape. And then on the way out, they collapse the cave that he was in. And the drill sergeant, he's so stunned, he's like, "No, uh, Private Wang, fire! No!" And of course, I was laughing up a storm. I'm like, okay, let's all observe a moment of silence for for Private Wang, fire! A true Fire Nation soldier. And they decide to live, keep his memory living on in the, the training rooms. And we see a little little shrine to him. And I did laugh. I was like, okay, how'd they get that picture of him so quick? But I was laughing. So, <laughs> Yeah, especially uh, it being, like again, a photograph. Like, yeah. Where'd this come from? Like, <laughs> who's, got a, who's got a camera there? What's, what's going on here? Oh, but what did you think about that? And that one was another one of my favorites of this book. I, I just thought that was so fun. <laughs> Again, yeah, this is uh, this is like pure comedy, man. Like, I guess uh, with respect to uh, the Wang Fire, he died. Yeah, R.I.P. Brother. So no longer can we use that pers- that persona can never can no longer be used. So uh, he has to retire at this time. Uh, by the way, I think you were also referring to the word reconnaissance about espionage, but reconnaissance as there was, I guess, you know, the mm-hmm. waterbender and the earthbender were performing espionage, whereas what he was doing was reconnaissance. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is pretty hilarious. And yeah, glad they went into this uh, direction and they're just like, yeah, why don't they just join the army and find out stuff? So yeah, no, that's a, that's a thumbs up for me. Next we have night animals. Yeah. Yeah, they, they went from one of the longer ones, another one that could have just been turned into an episode, I feel, uh, that one, to another super-duper short, just a little two-page one. Uh, do, do you have much to say for that one? Uh, you know, just quickly, it's, you got Appa and Momo, and they're, you know, they're, well, actually, Appa's, you know, he's, sn- he's snoring up a storm, and then, uh, you know, his little bud Momo wakes him up, he's like, eh, what's, what's going on over there? He's like, <laughs> I got something to show you, it's like, um... <laughs> Oh, in the background we hear like you know this is definitely after the headband where uh, Sokka's just like not another dance party must stay on schedule <laughs> oh oh okay I guess we're going there then anyway but it turns out um, Momo was like was alerted to some guards some Fire Nation guards passing by and they mentioned something about uh, the dreaded tree whale because they heard some noises <laughs> It's like, hmm, a tree whale, you say. And somehow, yeah, either Momo or Appa, you know, kind of clue in on what's what's happening there. And they're like, hmm, how can we use this to our advantage? <laughs> and of course, uh, they then spook, they spook the fellows. Uh, and yeah, as, you know, just, just giant, like, you know, insane, like, you know, tree whale, I suppose. Like, beached whale, let's go, or tree whale, let's go. And... Yeah, they run off. They all they all run off, and in the morning, yeah, mangoes for everybody. There's all these mangoes the the, the boomerangs get, 
And they're like, oh, yeah, there's mangoes everywhere up to our armpits. And, I mean, Aang's pregnant with them, for bit's sakes. Good grief. Oh, my but, gosh. Uh, and, and, of, and, of course... Uh, and of course, Sokka himself is—you know—he's a little perplexed by that. It's like, wait, well, when the hey? Like, I didn't pick any of these mangoes because they're like, oh, thanks for picking the mangoes. And uh, he looks over and sees those—you know—two, uh, you know, big, you know, two fluffy buds. And he's just like, look at you two, you know, fat slobs. It's like, yeah, don't you guys? Shouldn't you guys go like do something for once? And we end it there. <laughs> fat, fat slobs. <laughs> Dang. If that's another one that oh should we should we uh, leave it in? Uh, I don't think I'm supposed to say that either these days. Oh okay, um, probably fairly. Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> no, you can keep it in. I'm, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> Ang was the pregnant one. He was the the fat slob at that point. All those mangoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just I'm like eh, yeah, okay, fair enough. So we get uh, boys' day out. Uh, this one's kind of a, a little sequel episode, or I guess a mini issue. To Tales of Boss Sing Say, the one with Toph and, uh, I guess it's the Tale of Toph, I think? Yeah, Tale of Toph and Katara mm. is where they went out uh, to the spa because Katara wanted to treat uh, Toph to the town and you know show her the, I guess, fancier things in life. Uh, in that. Or maybe it was the other way around. But either way, yeah, they went out on like, a girl's date. Yeah, and so this time the two of them are going on a girl's date. But yeah, last time they kind of went more in, t- in the Katara way, you know, a little bit more girly style and... You know, Toph, uh, she's like, ah, you know, you, last time we, we hung out like this, you made, you made me uh, cover me in makeup and I came out and smelled like a girl. And Katara's like, you are a girl. She's like, ah, I'd rather go to someplace tough. And so they head off to this old school looking saloon. And at first, the two of them try to go in, but the guy turns them away. And Toph is kind of hurt at first, like, wow, this guy, you know, he won't let me in because I'm a girl and I, I'm mad at that guy. And she's ready to give up. She's like, okay, let's just go to some girly place, just some sort of tea shop and get a sandwich there. But Katara, you know, we've seen her in the past. You know, Once you kind of hurt her ego, she wants to show that she can be a little, more, a little bit more flexible. She's not the stuck up type of girl that sometimes people think. And so she's like, okay, let, let's, let's dress up like boys and let's show these people that we can be tough. Uh, but uh, yeah, as they, they wander in, at first it seems like things are going well. And Katara even puts up some attitude and shows that she can be a tougher type of personality. But as the day goes on, she maybe keeps dialing it up further and further. And eventually, she almost gets the two of them in a bar fight. And Toph drags them out of there like, okay, th- this is becoming some silliness here. I think some of her expressions in the background, her folded arms, are pretty funny. And and even when we see Katara trying to throw some punches, I think the image of that looks pretty funny too. But... um. Yeah, either way, Top decides, like, okay, all, all this this business, it's not worth it. Let's just uh, head back. We'll change, you know, into some, some more regular clothes. And then we'll just go to a spa and have another spa day and have some, some nice tea sandwiches. And that that's how we end it. I mean, pretty tough for her because she gets to have mud in her face. So, like, I don't see a problem with that for her. Yep, she loves the mud. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, what the hey, Todd? You freaking, you know, bud, you're you're into mud. There, it's like you're you're literally like you know bathing in mud. So I don't I don't see the downside to this in, in that. By the way, this this just is weird. You know why? Why? Because Aang, he's doing he's doing bending. Yeah, it's true. He's, yeah. he's not well, he's not fire bending. He's actually he's actually like you know working on his bending. It's like this is just weird. And not only that, either. I don't know if he's having problems concentrating with Sokka, but Sokka's, you know, showing him his plan or, you know, doing strat- talking strategy. Aang's actually listening. This issue's weird. This is a weird issue. 
Well, I I thought that I thought that they were both just focused on their own thing, concentrating. Because you see that Sokka's like looking at some maps. I thought he was just like, okay, concentrate. Use that big brain bending energy. Come on, concentrate. Concentrate. <laughs> and then even the yeah, things fall over. And the end, Aang is just no one's even teaching him to teaching him too. He's just sitting there on his own, just like okay, I'll try some bending on my own here. Man, alive! Holy smokes! Okay, anyways, so good issue. Um, next we have the Umber Island Arcade. Yeah, another one done by our old pal uh, Corey Lewis. We haven't seen him since book one. This one, I like the art a lot more. It definitely feels extremely distinct, different from what we've seen. And the premise is kind of small, but I love that it takes place during that the beach section. Uh, so take it away if you want. I, I feel like I've been talking too much. <laughs> no, that's fair. So, you know, we have uh, Lo and Lee, and they're, you know, I guess, trying to make every you know they're, they're forcing the azula attack squad plus zuko a special guest featuring zuko <laughs> uh you know they're they're in the Umber island they're like come to the ember island arcade and so they do that and you know we see uh you know, you know some of the classic games i don't know it's skeet ball or you know whatever you know what, what is it like you know knock, knock the bottles down with a ball <laughs> and of course zuko uh Uses his firebending to enhance, I guess, his his um, <laughs> his throw or whatever, and you know, his prize is a uh, chimpanzee tiger. And it's like, hey, May, you want this? It's like, what does my face tell you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! Yeah, more funny stuff here. And then Ty Lee kind of directs the to over there uh, to over to where Azula is, and like, hey, what's what's going on over here? And <laughs> Of course, we got the good old Rock'em Sock'em robots. It's like, oh man, uh, let's let's see where this goes. And yeah, I'm kind of you know, you explain some things and whatnot. You know, she she explains all. Well, sort of, she explains things. Zuko doesn't say everything; just leaves some things out. Mm. And uh, yeah, so you know, basically, like you know, select your characters. Kind of cool. I kind of like that. And then you basically just bop them, sock them, and rock them. So. Um, you know they're they're going at each other with these you know devices and whatnot. And of course, slowly over the time, uh, does Azula by winning uh, tell Zuko more of the rules. Um, so you know they go they go back and forth until you know Azula's like, okay, you use firebending to do a special attack. He's like, what what the hell is this? And that's when Zuko gets irate and finally uh, ignites, <laughs> blasts the entire. Um, ring with fire and yeah sets it ablaze and, and stupid game deserved it it's like jeez is this before or after him and may had that breakup <laughs> and or you know uh ugly uh interaction like yeesh i don't i don't know but yeah so ends that and <laughs> with of course regardless of you know if he won or not, or whatever, yeah, of course, uh, Azula scolds him and, you know, berates him, of course. It's like, you know, classic Azula and whatnot. Yeah, of course. Uh, but I was going to say, just as a little minor uh, point, and I can't remember who actually did the art for this, but during the original Bill Everett uh, Namor run, for whatever reason, some of this art, especially the, the eyebrows on uh, Azula, was making me think a lot about how they made the original uh, Namor look back in the day. So I just figured I'd mention that just because it, it kept standing out to me. <laughs> oh, you mean like OG uh, Namor? Like literally like 30 
37 or 38. Yeah, the original Namor run. Yeah. Man alive, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you said Bill Everett's. So it's like, oh, man. Yeah, the Titan comics. Uh, yeah. Wait, wasn't it Atlas or? No, I guess it was Titan. Yeah, you know this better than I do. Or or maybe it was Timely. No, it may have been Timely by that point. Yeah. Um, it's been a while. <laughs> oh, by the by the way, it was uh, this one. This artist was Corey Lewis, who had you know, done one of the previous works. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll see him again, I think, once more, I think. Yep. Yeah, another little brief one. I do, I do like that this is, once again, Moody Zuko. And I think it's funny that he chose his own character of, of himself in this little TNA wrestling match. And just, just because of the six-sided uh, ring. And, uh, yeah, he's all grumpy. He's all smug. It's just like, uh, or I guess not smug, just grumpy and, and mean. And I, I just, yeah, I, I just enjoyed this continuation of the beach episode. Yeah, there was uh, there's some untapped potential that they could have kept going with it. But, yeah, no, glad to see this in comic form. Uh, we then go to Monster Slayer. Monster Slayer. Yes, I. this is another one similar to, uh, I can't remember the name of the other one when, when Sokka was trying to be uh, doing some deceptions here. But what was the name of the episode when they were all pulling their scams? Do you remember that one? That one was The Runaway. The Runaway, thank you. And uh, the comic you were referring to that we had done, you know, like an hour ago was Sokka the Avatar. Oh, yes. Yeah, as we see uh, them arriving in another town and, yeah, they're they're running once again into some money issues. And, yeah, the other parts of the boomerangs that aren't guitarists start thinking, okay, what can we do to uh, solve some of this uh, this 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 cash flow issue. What what can we do to, to bring some income in? And once again, guitar keeps going off. Hey, you guys promised no more scams. Like, I, I don't want to see this kind of stuff happening again to another village. And so Sokka decides, okay, well, if we're not going to be able to scam, then I know exactly what to do to bring in some cash for us. Uh, just give me a microphone. L- let me uh, drink some water from my voice here and I'll, I'll let loose some of my beautiful pipes. I do like that we get a little flashback to the chibi stuff from the the super deformed shorts, as we see the I guess the flashback to Sokka trying to do this previously, and everyone throwing vegetables at him. I mean, yeah, he definitely was working the pipes to burst. Yeah, for my love is like a boomerang. <laughs> like, oh no, of course that's what he's singing about. Uh, but take it away from there if if you'd like to. Uh, he gets he gets irate over that whole thing, and um. Just just then, just after that, um, these, these two kids run. It's like, Timmy's stuck in the well. It's like, oh, not again. <laughs> oh, and then other seven kids just like, you know, oh, Timmy got eaten by a wolf. It's like, geez, how many Timmy's are there? there? <laughs> and another was like, there's a monster out there. It's like, I wonder if that's the same one who either put that first Timmy in the well or who ate the mo- or who ate Timmy. If he's, but anyway, uh, and then Aang's just like, ah, oh, it's just Appa. But of course, once again, once again, Sokka. Quick thinking there, and uh, found find uh, he's got a little uh, lantern on top of his head. I don't know where that came from, but it's lit up, uh, indicating something. He's like, "I am the opportunist right now," and so uh, he he lets he lets the kids you know tell the story uh, to the crowd and whatnot as they as you know the crowd listens in, and then Sokka starts sowing some seeds of discontent. Mm. Mm-hmm. starts, you know, running with things, being a rabble rouser and, ra- you know, spreading rumors and whatnot to the crowd, you know, stating that this, you know, this is a monster out there. And 
cannot be trusted and whatnot. It's going to eat your children or whatnot. The sky bison and whatnot is abducted a grandmother. But, but I'm the grandmother over there. But <laughs> I'm I'm right here. What what? Uh, Tatara's you know questioning these methods of suck. He's like you know what what the heck are you up to you loon? Yeah, this is yep. like watch and learn, beloved sister. Watch and learn. Toph, you know, gives her, you know, approval over this, whereas Aang's a little like, I don't think I like where this is going. Uh, Sokka presents himself as Hero Man. No (laughs) Wang Fire, no nothing like that. I am Sokka, the the Demon Slayer, I mean Monster Slayer, sorry, wrong wrong anime, whoops. Um, And so, you know, Tamer of Wild Beasts and all ferocious creatures that threaten peaceful villages. And the you know the the I guess the spokesperson of the crowd. She goes and is like, "Oh, please, sir, police! You need to help us. There's a sky bison terrorizes in our village, and he's taken my grandmother." <laughs> hey, I'm over here. <laughs> a joke that keeps on being funny the whole way through. <laughs> and of course, she woos herself to him as soon as, like, you know, he you know proudly states that he will go and you know take on this this vile vile beast she of course is smitten by him and immediately goes into his arms once again roll the uh tally we have another uh lady that is a part of the Sokka harem add another one to that list. <laughs> oh no there you go but of course of course while Sokka does give his uh, lend him, will lend the skills to the village. He's going to need some payment, of course. Mm. And so they go out to the uh, outskirts of the town into the wilds and, you know, finds where the beast may be. And this, uh, this finds this big silhouette of the beast. It's like, all right, there he is. So it goes and, you know, starts doing some katas like, hiya, 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 and whatnot. And, you know, making. Uh, making enemies with the air or whatnot, and goes up and just like, all right, Appa, you gotta at least give me a hand here. You got, yeah, you gotta, you know, put an arm up or something like that. Like, ooh, ah, uh, you know, sell the sell the thing. Like, you know, we had it, we had a few months ago. There was that, there was that fellow Harry from uh, Scary Godmother, or whatnot. He he knew how to sell a scene, right? He he definitely knew how to sell a scene. <laughs> um, though it turns out when you know as Ta- Sokka keeps talking, uh, I guess Appa wakes up and. Well, that's uh, that doesn't exactly look like Appa. And Appa usually, you know, he's he's you know half cloud, right? Mm-hmm. This is not half cloud. This is uh, it's an armadillo bear. <laughs> yeah, which by the way, I do love the image of that too. I think that thing looks really cool, especially the tail. Yeah, that thing's a beast. Holy smokes, like a stegosaurus almost. Yeah, really yeah. well designed there. Yeah, and as as uh, I was gonna say, wing fire again. <laughs> as uh, Sokka jumps to the uh, the the semi attack once he realizes what he's in for he turns tail and and basically goes and cowers in the corner and cries and yeah oppa jumps to the defense and i i do love the 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 speed of the image as we see the the way they kind of blur around oppa as he leaps to the the fight i think that works well but realizes that his friend is in danger so strikes you know there's there's a lot you know like two big beasts going at it it's like oh boy we got a jamboree going on here so you know you know smashes little like headbutts the the son of a gun and you know the armadillo bear like you know flies backwards and into a rock and then you know realizes you know okay well maybe it's time to go on the defensive and whatnot and curls up into a pill curls up you know balm i don't know if they can do a uh a spin dash like Sonic, but you know, is in there and 
just like um, uh, yeah, especially with Toph being like, eh, careful there, maybe an opossum bat tactic <laughs> of just like you know playing possum, of course, and then coming out and be like, psych, uh, not. Of course, I love the little like sniff, sniff, very cat-like. And of course, what is uh, what is what is Appa do? You know, what does he have but you know a giant tail? And what is this but a ball? Well, of course, like any person, just kicks that sucker right into the uh, atmosphere like Team Rocket. Yeah, very cute. The second Team Rocket reference for this episode, by the way, everybody. There you go. <laughs> and, of course, there's much rejoice. Yay! Of course. And uh, look at that. Would you realize it that uh, the, the village girl herself, the the one, at least the, um, the one we see, um, the representative girl, she, her, her grandmother's been found. Yeah. She's like, yay, she's been rescued. And she was like, I was never ah just forget it, and so, there's there's Sokka he's he's behind the he's behind the tree there it's like is the armadillo bear gone? Yeah, it's like you know yep, and of course there's a celebration held in honor of Appa, and once again there was much rejoice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we end the episode with Sokka. You know they still didn't end up earning any money, and he's got that stomach grumbling, and he's like, oh that Appa over there. He's getting all the fame and the love. Do you think he can, you know, give me some food over there? My stomach's starting to rumble. And that's how we end it. Alms, alms for the poor, please. And then we get Combustion Man on a train, which I think is uh, another different looking issue, uh, but one that I really like. I, I think some of this stuff looks looks really cool. It is, like, super detailed, and I enjoy it as well. Yeah, it was making me think a smidge of the um, Katsuhiro Otomo section of memories a little bit, which is uh, the image of the train, I think. Yeah, I can sort of see that. Todd Mc, uh, McWeeny, yeah, he, yeah, he's a he's a knack for not just faces, but also for like environments as well. I like his. I definitely like his. I definitely, yeah. Some of the uh, I'm gonna maybe like go out and see what he's uh, what he also has to offer because. I definitely like to see this art style in uh, something else. Yeah, and in this issue, uh, Ang and Sokka are off on their own, just exploring the Fire Nation town that they're in. I don't know if it's the same town, and they're like, "Oh, the, the, let's go check out this train. This train's looks, looking pretty cool." And I, get, I don't know if this is the first time they've seen a train, by the way. Well, there was the train from Bossing Say. Oh yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Although this is a actual like you know steam powered train, yeah, feels more modern. Yeah, yep, def you know definitely you know looks more like you know what we had you know two hundred ish years ago. Yeah, and as they're admiring the uh, the advance in technology, they notice or Ang notices this little child with this cute little uh, little toy, and she's just kind of sitting there looking kind of sad, and he's like, hey, you know. Uh, I'm Aang, you know, do you need some help? And she says that she's going off on the train to see her, her grandmother, but her mom was sick and, and left her on her own. And so Aang offers for the two of them to escort her to uh, her grandmother's location. And of course, uh, Sokka loves the idea of taking a train ride, and so they head off together. Uh, but while on there, the little girl's like, hey, you know, some of these people are, are too scared for me. I don't know what to do. I'm getting pretty spooked. And Aang relays a little... Little train, little training technique that Monkey Atso taught him, but how to feel better, and that's just to uh, control your breathing and think of your favorite animal. 
And I guess her favorite animal is a, a Komodo rhino. And so she starts thinking about it. But she's like, oh, you know, even though I feel a little bit better, some folks on this train are still a bit spooky, especially ones with uh, weird symbols on their heads. At first, Aang gets spooked like, oh, crap, she she sees that on the Avatar. But instead, it turns out it's for uh, Sparky Sparky Boom Man. Uh, he's back. I do like the way they make him look. I think he looks pretty intimidating there when he starts uh, stalking through the train. And basically, once he shows up, it's it's attack time. He notices them. He's been following them as usual. And so he starts blasting apart the train. And that leads to maybe one of the best looking action scenes that we get in this collection. I, I or at least one of the ones that stands out for me the most as they're. Yeah, he's basically just destroying this this wooden train and or the wooden interior of the train. And Aang tells uh, this little girl, Shu, uh, or show, he's like, you stay here. Uh, remember your breathing exercises. I, I'm going to take care of this guy. You just try to be, uh, try to relax. And so Aang takes him on, and as she's kind of finding some calm in this violence, the rest of the train uh, uh, riders are like, hey, like, uh, how are you being calm over there? And she explains to them about the breathing techniques, and so they join in on that. And again, we, we get some super-duper cool action. Did this stand up for you in that way too, or? Yeah, looking back on it, I'm like, holy smokes, it's so detailed. Yeah. Like that's what that yeah, no, I'm I'm deeply impressed. I'm just like, man, this guy has no regards. Like Sparky Sparky Boo Man's taking names. Like <laughs> he doesn't care about like the livelihoods of everybody else. Like, jeez, yeah. this is, yeah, this guy. Oh, this is the the like, the. Just, like, the nerve of this guy, like, for just destroying, you know, Fire Nation property. Way to, like, you know, operate, you know, discreetly. Yeah, he he, he gives no booms. Absolutely. Oh, he he brings the boom. What are you talking about? <laughs> there you go. And I do love that in the background, uh, Sokka, he goes in to try to see if the, uh, the train driver, uh, how he's doing, the conductor, I guess. And when he comes in, the guy, it turned out he passed out. He hit his head as they're driving, and Sokka, with his big brain, it's like, oh, I can figure this this thing out, even though it's new tech. Uh, just give me like 10 minutes and I'll have this thing uh, down. And I like that he puts on the hat and he, he goes to work. And at the end of it, when the when he finally finds the brakes, the train conductor is like, wow, you did a good job. You saved us. I can keep that hat. I kind of wish that we'd seen it in just like one episode. He was walking around with it and we're like, well, why does he have that hat? It turned out it was for this issue. That would have been fun. Well, would it though? Because then I would be like, where the, why, why has he got this hat? Like, what's what's going on? Hey, every now and again, there would be random weird stuff in, in Avatar. I'd be like, I don't know why that's there, but but it's fun. So, <laughs> I guess that's the case. Um, but I do love at the end when Aang, after Sparky Sparky Boom Man's been uh, knocked off the the train after Sokka found the brakes. When they go inside, they find the whole car, the whole train car is filled with people at peace doing the breathing exercises. And I did love the joke, by the way, I'll just mention of... Um, when the little girl tells them all, please, she's like, oh, just think of your favorite animal and you know, take some deep breaths. One guy's like, can, a, a, can it be a giant uh, mere penguin instead? They're really cute. He's got this huge smile. I was like, again, that's a very Avatar joke. I like that. I guess my confusion was, is Chu show a girl? Because I assumed and presumed that it was a guy, but I guess it could be a girl. Now that I think about it, with the two, like, I guess, sort of, like, pigtails or ponytails, so, whoops. Yeah, that's why I assumed a girl, but maybe, yeah, maybe not, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Either way, um, yeah, he, 
at the end he's like okay well we'll you know even though this train's destroyed i'll i'll call up appa with my my bison whistle and we'll take you to your grandma's house and that's how we end that little mini issue too yep wow this is awesome yeah really great one great action loved uh the train setting was fun and the water back there just great yeah, so this was all pre Dave the Black Sun, and uh, now we move on to post Dave the Black Sun. In fact, I think it's post Southern Raiders, maybe. Yeah, but either way, we get uh, sword bending. So, you know, Sokka, he's been he's been getting kind of frustrated. Like, hey, all this stuff's been going on with Aang and his training, but hey, I'm going to be part of this battle too, and. You know, Zuko, you can help me train up because you're the only person I know who also happens to practice this this ancient art of sword bending. So uh, let's do some practicing here. And immediately Zuko, you know, he he's no fun. He's like, sword bending, come on, man, that's that's not a real word. Just call it uh, sword fight. But Sokka just skips straight past it. He's like, oh, come on, come on. Aang's busy. He's training with Toph. You know, he doesn't need you right now. Come on. Why don't we just do one duel, do some sword bending here? And again... Zuko just not wanting to be fun. He's like, uh, I, I think I'm past your level, you know. Uh, you may have had a couple days with uh, Piandao, but I've been practicing with with him since I was a kid. Why don't you just go hang out with the Duke? You know, he's like eight years old. He's more your level. And Sokka, you know, he's had his enough training to know that once you declare a challenge, then the challenge has to be met. And so he says, I challenge you to a sword-bending Kai. And that's... Yeah, that itches Zuko even more. He's like, come on, like... And Asaki feels the need to, to, to comment, like, oh, by the way, you know, I combined the words Agni Kai and I turned to Sword Bending Kai. Isn't that clever? And I do love the expression of uh, Zuko as he's like, yeah, I get it. I thought that was pretty fun. Uh, this was what I meant to say to you uh, in the series proper with Piandao, but yeah, it turns out that he was also... I guess the trainer of Zuko with his broadswords. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't. I didn't realize. Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah, I could have told you that, but that's where this comes from. So, I, yeah. Yeah, and so a fight ensues, but really, uh, it's not much of a duel. Um, Zuko keeps just knocking uh, Sokka onto his butt, and I do love the image of uh, <laughs> as we see uh, the, the the cheering people in the crowds. Uh, uh, Katara's got a little little fire or a little water bending symbol with a, a sword underneath to represent Sokka and Toph just as an image of uh, Zuko that she's holding upside down. I thought that was quite funny. I laughed at that too. And of, and then of course the Duke, you could see the bottom of 179, uh, him helping Toph out, moving it around. Great detail. That was when I noticed and realized that there are not a lot of blind jokes in this. Yeah, and I kind of appreciated that. Like that was—I mean, sure that you could call that a blind joke, but I wouldn't say that. Like it's maybe that's the same thing, but even then, it's like if it was upside down for somebody else who could see, I think that'd still be funny. Yeah, it was much more mild than some of the ones they, they sometimes went went hard with some of those blind jokes in the series. Occasionally, I was like, "Oh no, should I laugh yeah. or should I not?" <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, think of that. There was uh, there was a little bit in uh, "Divided We Fall" where uh, when when Aang sees the tower, he's like, "Oh, look over there," and then. Uh, look, look at that thing, and then Toph goes like, can you be a little more descriptive? And it's like, okay, that one was actually kind of subtle. Yeah, I think there was one more in here somewhere, but I can't remember where. Uh, but either way, yeah, Zuko keeps knocking Sokka on his butt, and you can tell that uh, Toph's just loving it. 
maybe she's got a little crush on Zuko now. I don't know. Well, yeah, no, remember, she's she's kind of, like, I guess because, you know, Sokka, I guess, isn't giving her attention. She's like, oh, maybe I can try with Zuko. Let's go. <laughs> oh, no. Yo, she did want to have that adventure with him, that alone time with him. So there you go. Just somehow, like, even though he charred her feet, she, she's, he's, she's still somehow like, ah, I want to, like... Anyways, so, you know, it keeps... You, the, the fight kind of, you know... Nothing's working for Sokka. So then, of course, what does he do? The same thing he did back uh, in episode one. Oh, sorry, episode two, of course, which is throws the boomerang. And it's just like, you know, there's no boomerangs here in this uh, sword bending. Um, but of course, then Zuko realizes it was at this moment he knew. He'd get whacked with a boomerang from behind again. Ding! And, and Zuko's knocked out. Knocked hmm. down, and then you can see Katara there, bottom of 182. She's like, yay! With the Water Tribe poster. Okay. Um, but then we get one of my absolute favorites, No Benders Allowed. This thing is just such a cute little little story. Uh, they're still at the Western Air Temple, and yeah, I guess, you know, all the Benders, they're coming together. We got uh, Aang, we got Zuko, we got Toph, we got Katara, we got, is it Haru? Who is that? It's Haru, yeah, and you, yeah, you can even see the top of page 183 that uh, Haru and Katara are kind of talking to each other. I wonder what they're talking about there, anyways. Yeah, and they're going off, they're like, okay, you know, you guys get to work, get some dinner ready for us, you non-benders, you, you know, you, you, you servants of ours, and, and we're going to head off and we're going to do some training. Jeepers. <laughs> and Sokka looks kind of depressed a little dejected and you know the other two uh the duke and uh uh teo is it teo two of the uh stone temple pilots yeah like oh let's let's go explore more of this stone stone uh temple uh us us pilots here and yeah again uh, they're like kind of like oh we've been doing that for days like yeah we're getting kind of bored like wow it, it sure is lame not to be a bender and to be able to go off and have fun trips and Sokka hears this, and he's like, okay, you know what? That's it. They don't know what we're missing. We're the non-benders here. We're, we're the cool guys. Let's uh, let's put together something to uh, yeah, to, to be just for us here. And so we, we cut back to later that night as the, the benders arrive, and they notice that there's this new tent erected. And even Zuko's like, hey, was that there before? I don't remember that. And Aang is so excited. He's like, wow, I've had such a long day of bending. I can't wait to see what this is. And Sokka comes out dressed up in a nice fancy garb with a hat. And he's like, oh, Lord Momo, please uh, come in. We've been waiting for you. Come on in here. They say they've been keeping a hat warm for him. But they're not letting any benders in. That This, this is kind of an exclusive club here. This is a bend-free establishment, he says. And so we, we see poor Aang. He's he's just depressed about it. He's like, oh, man, like that, that looks like a cool club. They got this fire stuff going on. Got some cool hats. And I, I, th- I thought that was quite sad for Aang. <laughs> yeah, so sad. Sorry, Aang. Like this, he's it's playing right into Aang's weakness of, oh man, this looks cool. I want to go join. Even though, like you know, as as we then see, you know, he's he's like, oh, like especially when you know there was this like little contraption, like one of I guess Tails, you know, Dad's contraptions, just like you know goes out. Does it matter the fact that even though, you know, Zuko, Haru, Katara, Toph, they're all just like, Aang, you are the Avatar. That is, like, beyond cool, right? 
And I just love the fact that Aang's like you know weakness is you know childlike things. That's that's his endeavor, man. That's why I like the guy a lot. Yeah, and it turns out maybe the rest of the group are putting up some airs too. Even some of the the art, it makes it look like they're putting up airs. Like, oh, Aang, don't worry about it. Who cares about that kitty stuff? You see Katara in the background, kind of thinking like, oh, I kind of like that kitty stuff too. And either way, Aang goes to bed depressed. Like, oh man, they wouldn't let me in. I'm so sad. And the next morning, he's even like, hey, it's stupid. Like, I don't need this club. Like, yeah, fine. If they don't want me, that's fine. I don't want it either way. But the next day, he's there begging on Sokka's leg. Like, please let me into your club, please. Which, again, it, it had me uh, giggling to myself. My hands and knees. Please, man. Please let me in. <laughs> I'll abase myself, I swear. I'll do anything. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sokka decides, oh, I guess I can make one more exception. And Aang's like, uh? And as he ventures in, who's there but the rest of the benders? And they all got their hats on. They're all enjoying themselves. And Aang's like, what? I thought you said this stuff was dumb kid stuff. But they all got their excuses. Zuko's like, oh, uh, yeah, kid stuff, except for this whole uh, pie show tournament going on. You know, uh, you know, I got to, my uncle would want this, so I got to do it for him. And yeah, they all got something. And, you know, uh, Sokka, he's so magnanimous. He's like, oh, you know, it's okay, you know. Even though this is a whole, you know, Ben free environment, I couldn't, I couldn't help but let you guys in. But first, I got to get you to do the uh, the pledge for me here. And uh, do you want to read out the pledge for us of the the boomerang oath? All right, everybody, uh, all, you know, quiet down. Okay, I'll rise. <laughs> all right, I pledge allegiance to my bendless brethren and admit that no bending can equal the might of the noble boomerang. One team under hats, indivisible, with snacks and field trips for all. Amen. Please be seated. Yeah, and I, I actually said when I, because I, I had to put it down here to go and, and do some, some work stuff, I was like, hey, come on, man. Who couldn't love this at this point? This is this is such just great Avatar stuff. Like, this could have been in the show, too, as well. I, I wish it was. It's so fun. It's almost like at the end of uh, each episode there, um, we could have had something like this, eh? Like almost uh, again, some like you know Tarkovsky's Clone Wars, where just just like three minutes or less of just like a little like ad or trailer, whatever you want to call it, just that that plays in the background for like a TV spot. Like this would like, I think this, this stuff could really work. Yep. Yeah, and this next part, this could have been tagged on to the ending of an episode or something as progressing this plot forward as we get to. Love is a Battlefield. We once again get that same kind of art from, uh, oh crap, what was that one called with uh, with the uh, the bath day for, for Toph? <laughs> no, either way, either way. Um, we're still in the Western Air Temple, and Aang is just sitting off to himself, and he's doing some little sketches in the sand of a little heart with the air and the, uh, the water symbols together, and uh, he's thinking about how much he likes Katara. She comes over, and she's like, oh, what are you doing, Aang? He's like, oh, nothing, and she says that she has something really important to say to him, and he gets excited. We all know Aang. He's been, at this point in the show, he's been itching for some attention from Katara, figuring out what to do after that whole Day of the Black Sun uh, situation. Was that what it was, or was it another episode? Uh, yeah, it was during the Day of the Black Sun part one. By the way, uh, ones you were thinking of are Boy's Day Out and Monster Slayer. 
by the same artist, uh, Guri Hiru, I believe. That's just what I'm reading. Apologies if I it's all good. Uh, butch that. But yeah, no, the uh, yeah the Day of Black Sun, where uh, as, as you commented how icky it was when yeah you know, nowhere and just you know puckers up and puts his lips on her lips and you're like ew what's what's going on here ang like what what the hey like dude read the room oh was i saying about that too i, I thought it was just for the ember island players maybe i'm forgetting oh wait a minute never mind no nope, never mind sorry yeah, yeah ignore that that was uh that was during that never mind this was okay. where he was like this could be it i was miss out see i was missing that up i was like oh i thought this was like Ew, like, dude, come on. It's like, no, this was like, you know, the the end, just like, all right, this, this may be our last time together, and gives her, like, kiss goodbye, and... <sighs> yeah, no, he's... Yeah, he's the... He, oh, man, this is like nightmares and daydreams, black holes and revelations all over again. <laughs> um, oh. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's, just, it's happening to him again. He's like, ah, I can't deal with these feelings man i can't so he you know does something that you know we will see in the future uh of him curling into a ball of rock mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and guitar's like ang like uh they're like what's going on here why are you hiding in there and he's like yeah you know i don't feel like practicing right now and she's like hey we got to be ready for this the fire lord attack like you can't really be uh doing this hide and seek here Hide Ang seek. Hide Ang seek. There you go. Thank you. But you know, Ang, he's been he's been tired of playing this game, and he's like, "Who's really playing the game here, Katara? Are you sure it's not you who's hiding?" And eventually, she gets what he's talking about, but she keeps trying to misdirect, like trying to avoid it. And she's like, "Oh, you know, I can't I can't hear you in there. Uh, you know, this isn't about us, or I mean, uh, me or or you." Uh, Either way, she she gives up the the fact that she knows what he's talking about and just trying to ignore it. And she keeps trying to force him into firebending. And eventually he does, and he blows the top off of this little thing uh, cosplay that he's wearing. (laughs) Fair enough. And she's impressed, like, oh, wow, Aang, great great volcano move. That that was awesome. But he's still like, okay, stop trying to impress me. Or stop trying to, you know, suck up to me. Like, until, until you're ready to face this, just leave me alone. So he leaves. And they say not the end this time. And so I was kind of expecting there to be a follow-up comic, but I guess it's more of a follow-up uh, couple episodes. Yeah. Hey, also, and you know what? That move that you did that was probably the closest thing to lava bending that we'll see from you. Um, that would have been really useful when you were facing off against the Phoenix King, but oh well. You know, well uh, dims the brakes, I guess. Yeah, maybe we'll get to something similar in the next issue, which is Dragon Days. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. By the way, uh, just the bit, the end bit where he's like, "Actually, I'm more I'm more worried about being the one who gets burned." He's not necessarily talking about you know getting burnt by the Fire Lord, of course. Yep, yep. So I'm like, ah, oh, okay, I see where he's going. But anyway, Dragon Days as opposed to Dragon Tales. Yeah, so we get a wraparound segment of Ang and, and Zuko doing some firebending training, which is nice to see, and they start chatting about. Uh, this is right after the firebending masters, by the way, which they even point out. Once again, still in the firebending uh, temple, by the way. Or, sorry, the Western Air Temple. Yeah. And Aang starts talking about uh, dragons that he's seen in the past, because, you know, Zuko's so shocked that, wow, I can't believe we actually saw a dragon. But it turns out that in the past, Aang's actually seen a dragon before. 
And I, I really like the art of this first segment done by Johane Mate, I think. But the flashbacks by Tom McQueenie is some really, really great stuff. I, I love the look of this as we see Kuzan back again. Yeah, Caleb meets Kuzan. Love it. Uh, if as as I said, yeah, no, he's he's pretty cool. Uh, if we had a friend from the Earth Kingdom, which was Boomy, then before the Fire Nation became a bunch of maniacs, uh, here we have Kuzan, and boy, is this this guy? He's a, yeah, this kid's adventurous, just like Aang. Free spirit, man. I want to see a comic between him, Boomy, and Aang. That'd be. <laughs> Some rip snorting good time, and even throw in a waterbender in there as well. Let's let's have some fun there. Um, I don't know if this is when Aang's the Avatar. By the way, I have no idea if they told him about this. I assume not, but yeah, this is still when, yeah, probably when he's eleven or ten or something like that, and just letting him go out and you know explore the world. This is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, they're they're going up a mountain or whatnot because apparently Kuzan found this. They got this map from some person or whatnot, and they want to see a dragon. They want to ride a dragon. Quite ambitious and whatnot. And you know, get into a little like, yeah, oh, we're going to fall. And <laughs> thankfully, he catches Kuzan. And they get up to the mouth of the cave, and they see this uh, this this fellow. He's kind of, I don't know, he's, he's chatting up a storm. He's, he's being real, like, you know, being loud and obnoxious and... You know, all of a sudden, there from the mouth of the cave itself comes the beast itself, giant chicken lizard, and you know the the, the obnoxious man and his steed run off. It's like, okay, well that's kind of what you get for you know talking to a dragon like that, showing it disrespect, and dragon flies down like whoosh, like holy smokes, this things take gonna take names and whatnot. And so it's like, oh, that's a good opportunity and whatnot. Uh, Kuzan's just like, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Just like a little kid. Like, yeah, it's the coolest thing ever. It's so cool. Um, but then they're like, huh. Uh, oh yeah, we, Aang's just like, oh, I gotta go help the guy because, you know, obnoxious as he was, he may need our help. But then he's like, wait, my hair voices. and Oh. Uh, take it away. Yeah, they see that it turns out that that guy on the, uh, I don't know what kind of chimeric beast that was, but it was a cool one. He was just there as a distraction. And really, it's up to his little his little gang of pals here who've come to, to rob this this dragon of his egg. Uh, expecting to catch some uh, some cash in the black market. But I do love how creepy the dragon looks on that, that uh, page 198 as it's swooping down. It's so cool. And... The, the Kuzan and Aang decide, like, hey, you know, th- these guys here, they're, they're just trying to lure that one way from our egg. Like, th- this can't stand. We got to do something to stop this. And so, yeah, our, our pair of Hotmans, um, I guess Aang is, maybe isn't a Hotman. He's an airman or flyboy. Uh, they decide, okay, let, let's, use some, let's use our bending to uh, trick these guys into thinking that uh, the dragons return to him. So they got Appa there. He provides the roar. Uh... Kuzan provides the flames, and Aang provides the uh, the boost to the flames with his uh, his airbending. And does it seem like Aang maybe uses some firebending of his own here? In the uh, as a certain Hotman needs a a boost, a flameo boost. Uh, well, a certain flameo Hotman needs a boost. I'm pretty sure Aang just provides some wind for and some oxygen for said fire to expand. Okay, sure, that's fair. 
and it expands huge it, it flames up and they're like oh crap the dragon's here it almost looks like maybe it would burn one of those little animal guys and so they all head for the hills they they run off and ang runs over and grabs the egg that they were just loading up to uh their i don't know it looks like a like a goat a mountain goat uh something i don't know what it's like a it's like a snow tiger looks like a mountain goat almost yeah either way it 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 gets spooked when ang's trying to grab onto it and it it almost uh smacks the egg to land on the ground and as ang sits there uh taking in some relief having saved it the dragon returns and it's looking it's looking choked it's like hey what's this guy doing what are you trying to do touch my egg and ang you know he, he's about to explain but thankfully kuzan shows up and does some distraction routines and uh yeah, that's when Aang gets slapped by the uh, the dragon's tail. It's, I don't know if it's turning to uh, look at Kuzan. I'm not sure what happens there in terms of the motion. Maybe you know better than I do. First off, I think with the steed, um, it, it wasn't reacting to Aang. It wasn't attacking Aang. It was just like, okay, whatever. It got scared by the dragon. The dragon shows up, and that's what scares it and causes the egg to almost fall. Mm. Then... Uh, can you see the guy in the dragon's jaw? Yeah, yep, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's and we're also com- we're still commentating whatnot. Yeah, I assume when Kuzan, you know, was like, "Hey, over here, you big chicken lizard," which I love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I assume he's like, "Hey, you can't insult me. Don't use that in such language. What the hey? That's not fair." That's when, like, yeah, the tail whips around just because you know the motion. I assume just like moves, tail moves as well, and the egg. Almost, you know, becomes scrambled, but thankfully Aang saves the egg at the last minute. And, um, yeah, no, um, returns the egg back to the mom. Pretty sure his mother anyway. Yeah. And Kuzan, he's still, he's, man, he's still like, come on, I just, just one ride around the mountaintop. And the dragon snarls and it's like, maybe we shouldn't push our luck. Um, quite the, uh, quite the adaptation of the hobbit but at least nobody got the ring in the end or <laughs> the egg in the end i suppose yeah that's fair yeah I, I i do by the way just love the way the dragon looks in this i think they they did such a great job with it yeah magnificence in green yeah i also like at the end the little wraparound segment as we we come out of the flashback with ang reminiscing so pleased he's like oh, a lot sure has changed since those days and old grumpy Zuko, old cranky Zuko. It's like, ah, yeah, I like the slang. And Aang's like, oh, whatever, Sifu Hotman. And of course, Reiji Zuko's like, stop calling me that. This guy, what, is, what a what a wet blanket he is. <sighs> we only got one instance of him, you know, being sentimental in the feels. Everything else, he's always like, you know, he's always mad. Like, jeez. Yeah. Like, come on, bud. But is he going to have that kind of attitude as we arrive in game time? Game time. Yeah, another another relatively uh, thin one here. Just kind of a fun little... little. Uh, yeah, really it is just a game. They're playing hide-and-seek in Sokka. He's like, okay, I'm going to count. Everybody do their hiding routines. And he finds, you know, Momo pretty quick. Momo, he's got those big pokey ears, and he's just not that great at hiding. I think he more prefers to hang out and do the the seeking and so he goes off he even wears a little hat just like Sokka does in this which I think is super duper cute love that and the two of them they find Aang they find Katara 
hiding in i don't know what katara was thinking with this she's like hiding in a, a waterfall that's is it is it actually in a waterfall or does she just make it out of the air yeah i can't i can't i can't tell whether it's like a wa- she's like pushing the water up or she's just like <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> waving around like you know it's like woo like a grass with the in the wind or whatever. i'm just like whoa okay like acting like water there by the way uh Sokka's hat uh for you is uh the hat he was playing detective with in avatar day or book two oh yeah day, sorry yeah, Sokka Holmes. That's right. He's got the glasses too. The little there you go. Eye, uh, eye pieces. <laughs> Although he's missing the the um, what was it? That pipe that he had. Yeah, there, the pipe. Yeah, <laughs> pipe with the bubbles. Yeah, blue bubbles with. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, search continues where he's like, let's mm, just here gets his you know little magnifying glass there and whatnot and all there is telescope and monocle and all of a sudden, boom! It's like hide and shriek by Zuko. Uh hide and seek Zuko, uh, you're it, or I got you. I really hate games. Yeah, and then we get to the cutest one, which is Appa, hide behind the tree. Come on, come on. He's covering his eyes. Like, oh, if, you can't, if I can't see him, he can't see me. That's just too cute. <sighs> if I squint hard enough, I feel like I'm just seeing a rock behind the tree. So <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm talking I don't know what Sokka's talking about. I see nothing behind him, <laughs> behind that tree. And then at the end, Sokka Holmes, he, he arrives, he's standing on top of this rock. He's like, okay, you know, we've narrowed it down, me and uh, Watson, Momo Watson here. And we're, we're almost positive she's in this, this square, a uh, couple inches area, but we just can't find that top. But she just gets bored and she smashes through this rock that she was hiding under. She's like, okay, I can't stand anymore. Your feet smell too much and I'm getting out of here. And that's uh, that's game over. Yeah, it's a fine one. You know, not a, not a huge standout, but a, a, an enjoyable little entry there. Yeah, especially, like, as we get to the close of the entire series. Yep, yep. But then we get Boomy versus Toph, round one. It's it's time to get our revival of the Blind Bandit. You know, she's been off in Hollywood making her uh, Avatar TV show debuts. And oh, there you go. It's time for her to return to her roots. Yeah, back to the arena. Yeah, I've been alluding to this one. Uh, I don't know if I've been doing it the entire series, but I think towards the end of the series is making an allusion to this. Uh, where we finally have... And by the way, finally after... At the very end of this entire book, we finally get Suki as well. That's pretty funny. Yeah. She wasn't even in the previous issue, which I'm like, wait a minute. If they're in the Ember uh, Islands uh, at the Royal uh, Vacation Home, where they Suki? And so here she is now. But anyway, it starts off with her being, you know, quite in awe of Boomy's. Uh, this is like, you know, uh, in the old masters. So just, I guess, you know, before they they leave for the next day, um, for I guess into the inferno, um, Suki's in awe of Boomy's accomplishments at Amashu, taking back control of the city while the day of the Black Sun occurred. And she, yeah, she's, yeah, she's like praising him and whatnot, saying it's just like, you know, you, you may well be the greatest earthbender of all time. I think that's an asterisk there, but even still, of course, of course, you see Toph walking by and she's like, her ears perk up as soon as she hears something about greatest ever. And she's like, ho, ho, what's that now? <laughs> My ears deceive me, but the greatest ever is just walking by and the... You know the old old man himself, the old old fellow, old friend of Ang's. It's like ah, but you see, she's referring to me, 
And Toph just laughs and it's a hearty, a chuck, a hearty laugh at him. And, and yeah, they both exchange looks with each other. They're, they're, I, I sense a, the promo going on here. I sense about, about to happen there. Um, oh, they get there. There's some ugly, there's some skunk faces. There's some toe comparisons and, and Sokka, the Arbiter, is like, we're gonna have an Earth-bending rumble. Yeah. So, I guess the equivalent of, like, a Agni-Kai, but for fire, or Earth-bending, excuse me. Yeah, and of course, I, I love all this. We, we get some, some fun bending varieties as the two of them go to fight. And I like the uh, young people go first, and oh, I wouldn't dare dream of uh, being disrespectful to my elder. And then the fight, yeah, it, it's it's... Again, there's not a ton here, but in terms of just being a fun little mini issue, uh, quite enjoyable. And I love the way that the old folks get involved, too, as the, the fight starts to shake the whole canyon that they're in. But there was one little bit as uh, the rest of the the, yeah, the Order of the Pie Show players show up when uh, Iroh was like, go, Boomy, old people represent. I like the joke, but I was like, I can't imagine Iroh saying represent in that way. It feels a little bit more modern. I usually think of this show. Represent, represent, y'all. Represent, <laughs> represent, y'all. Okay, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, really, eventually, they're just like, okay, this, this fight, you know, as much as maybe it'd be enjoyable, they're getting too too much out of hand here. This is going to attract some, some Fire Nation troopers. So it's time for uh, all of us oldies to, uh, you know, dye our hair and get involved here. And so they, uh, yeah, they stop the fight and it's decided that it was a draw. But as they all walk back into camp, Toph and Boomy are like, okay, well, if it's a draw right now, then we're going to have a rematch later. And that's how we end that one. Yep. And that's, that's how we end the main run of these stories. Do you have the bonus stories in your book? Oh, yes. I'm looking at them right now. New recruits. New recruits. Yeah, to take it away for that one. So this one uh, looks to be in, uh, they're in their book two attire, so probably either in Bossing Say or before that. They have a contact, so they're like, they're supposed to meet a new talent scout today. Looks like they opened up the doors for other you know, potential candidates for uh, the boomerangs. Fair enough, you know, they want to get people to join them to, you know, fight the Fire Nation, of course. They're going to need every, all the help they can get. Yeah, so I guess they found this talent agent or, you know, the, the guy on the streets of just like, oh, yeah, who's, you know, the new hot benders in town or whatnot. You know, the upstarts and whatnot, you know, the <laughs> new kids on the block. Uh, brings them in. He brings them all in. He's got a bunch of youngsters and brings them in. So he introduces them one by one. <sighs> yeah, I'm having, you got to help me out here with this one. Anale? Yeah, Annalee. Yeah, the Shadowbender. Okay, good. I got that on the first try. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, and, and you can definitely tell this is maybe not included in the main range. This is kind of the... Uh, they're just having some fun here. Annalee, the Shadowbender. She's got this cute little, like, uh, almost like a dog little guy here. But she uses her shadow like a whip, bringing enemies to, to their knees. I was like, what, what exactly is part of bending is that? Any, any thoughts there? Well... Okay, this is like I'm not calling this fan fiction because obviously yeah. this is non-canon, but like trust me when I say during the time between Korra and Avatar there was a lot. I was on the wiki and there was a, not every day, but I remember being on the wiki sometimes and I just saw 
so many like you know fan fictions of new elements and whatnot of course it goes in that stuff so like of hmm. course this stuff like you know came up uh also using your shadow as a whip isn't that just the water whip like how is that any any different anyways um that's fair but she seems cool and whatnot she seems she's nice i don't, I don't know what the whole thing about like ang being tickled by the shadow and yeah <laughs> and you're turning a shade of red you know okay I'm not sure about that either <laughs> Um, we have Hiroshi, who's an earthbender whose trademark move is a tunneling sneak attack. I do not see how that differs from anything that Toph does, so... Alright, fair enough. Oh, wait, what's about this? Yeah. Together, Hina's rock dragon, Genji, make an unstoppable team. Alright, so that's what a rock dragon looks like. I guess that's the closest thing to, um... Is it Haru? In, uh, in, um, Spirited Away? No, Haku. Haku, thank you. And um, whatever his name is from Never Any Story. <laughs> I always forget his name. Oh, Falcor? Yes, thank you, Falcor. Then we have Vesola, I think. The Water Tribe bender, or member, excuse me. Oh, wait. She taught herself to water. Okay, so better version of Katara, I assume? Yeah. I guess so. And jeez she's brave for not having herself be fully clothed like i'll give her that like all right like In fair enough that she was yeah. raised in the north but like <laughs> hey human body can only take so much maybe she's one of those people that has that mutation that allows her to survive in colder climates but anyways she has a what was it she made a uh shield or, or whatnot kind of like kirk or Avatar Kurok did with, you know, the surfing and whatnot. So she surfs in the waves. That's pretty cool there. And Katara definitely is a fan. And uh, then we have Riley. And he can use his mastery of the secret art of bending cookie dough. Yeah. This, it, now we're really into the fanfic here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I convinced Asaka, so, um, anyway. So now it's, uh, the, the gang, the boomerangs, they, they have to debate which, uh, oh, oh, it can only be one. And I'm like, um, uh, or, uh, um, yeah, we're, we're kind of indecisive. And, um, well, as soon as they finish the vote, uh, Aang's like, hey, wait, wait a minute, where'd the, where'd they go? And their buns just like, oh, yeah, no, they just left. Yeah. Like they, they, you guys took too long, and uh, they exited stage left and made their own crew. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, yeah. And, and uh, to be honest, I'm, I wasn't a huge fan of this little little bit, this little new recruits section. It, it was, yeah, there wasn't much there. It wasn't particularly fun. And I was kind of like, I was scratching my head a bit with that one. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. I was just like, okay, was this one of those? Because you know, sometimes Lego used to do. You know, they always had this where. Actually, this was Bionicle, where um, they actually had fans submit and like write in different uh, characters, like build your own characters, and then give them backstories, and they like would pile a list of them and either give them more backstories or, or whatever, and they like you know get permission to use those designs for like you know actual characters. Not so much build them yourselves, but definitely like say, all right, here's what we're gonna do, and put these in canon. So it was like, all right, that's that's pretty cool, and I think it worked, but. Yeah, and this, uh, if this was like a, if it was like a contest to see, like, okay, make your design your own um, character, your own like avatar character, uh, bring it in here. It's like, 
okay, like, you can kind of expect where this is going to go when it comes to uh, Sea Oaks. Yeah. But um, let's see, yeah, move, let's maybe move on to gym time as we get a super deformed short uh, done in... Yay. Done in comic form here, as we see that Avatar Kyoshi is the the new gym instructor for the the, the group here, the group of uh, kids in the class. And she's like, "Okay, everybody, it's time for dodgeball." Oh boy! And Azula and Aang, you guys, the team captains, uh, pick your folks. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Remember, remember the five D's to dodgeball: dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. You can dodge a wrench. You can dodge anything. Proceed. Yeah, so they proceed to pick their teams, and yeah, Aang wants Sokka, Katara, Toph, and Suki. And Azula wants Ty Lee, Haru, and Jet. Uh, where's May? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's, well, see, there's two left. There, there, uh, there are two people left. Yeah, the two lovebirds. The two, uh, yeah, making out in the corner. They were like, what? Gym time? What's going on here? Oh. And Avatar Kyoshi comes over. She's like, well, it looks like the last pick goes to you, Azula. You only picked uh, three. Aang picked four. And with uh, her blue lightning, she laughs and she says, I'm picking May. And poor Zuko, he was going over the moon. He was like, oh, please, oh, please. I've been rejected my whole life. I got to be picked for this or else uh, I'm going to break up my, my, my myself. And when May gets picked, he's just, he's all upset. He's like, okay, uh, uh, Miss Miss Kiyoshi, uh, uh, what am I gonna do when you guys are all playing this this great dodgeball game? And Kiyoshi, I guess she's a cruel uh, <laughs> cruel instructor. She says, "You're the ball." <laughs> and again, I laughed. I I did laugh at this. <laughs> yes, there's a uh, big difference between uh, this issue with the super deformed shorts and the last one with potential fan fiction. <laughs> know the tone, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so so. Yeah, a fun way to end is, is just little bonus additions as we finish up the Lost Adventures. Okay, so um, yeah, that was Lost Adventures. And uh, do you think you'll uh, get lost from reading this anytime soon? Oh, I will 100% go back to this. I loved it. Yeah. Some of them aren't necessarily the best, but the ones that are great uh, can be really, really great. So absolutely, I'll, I'll return to this. Uh, I don't know if your uh, edition online has it there, but they actually have some of the. I either it's like an excerpt from like the actual like art book that they released. Yeah. Uh, you know the uh, was the art of the animated, but yeah, they have like some of the art of the animated series. Man, some of these are nice to look at. Um, definitely get a chance, and yeah, at some point I do got. I. That's the one thing of whether I want to like buy the art of the animated series for you know, print or by digital i don't know yet but uh anyways yeah this uh this comes at a high recommendation from at least myself i'm definitely feeling this one how about you sir oh i just said it <laughs> oh you i guess you did. you're definitely feeling this one um yeah no i think i'm i'm impressed my friend i'm impressed with pre like you enjoyed the whole thing i don't think there were other than like you know the the fan fiction at the very end I th- I was expecting you to like have a few more duds in this. I was very impressed. Even the even the ones that were not very impressive, they usually only lasted like maybe two pages. How can you really complain at that? It's like oh that one yeah. was okay, and then you get to the next one. Oh maybe you get a really great one. So it was like a like one of those a surprise box of chocolates, and you just keep finding fun ones. Even though I don't really like chocolate all that much. 
it, I guess it kind of fits. It's like Burly Bops every flavored bean, but you get like a winning streak and then you get a dud by the end. But then you get the super deformed shorts afterwards and you're like, oh, wow, only one dud. Holy smokes. There you go. Oh, but just, uh, I guess, yeah, that brings us around to the end here. We've, uh, what's our next comic book review? Well, uh, actually, I have to, I have to, you know, may not confess, but I definitely have to, you know, warn you of something. Not warn you, but give you a little hint of something. So, yeah, most of these, honestly, are, like I said, story boards and, like, made in the style of the show. And, like, the production value on some of these things... Like buy this for the art alone, because holy smokes, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, and the detail they go to, and again, this feels like the animated series. It's, this feels like the series itself, like straight out. Um, but there was actually proceeding forward. I don't know until when. I think they may switch artists at some point. But there actually was a uh, artist who will continue and in fact take over for the main art for all the remainder well, all remainder, but some of the uh, next few books that we're going to read so I'm just getting you ready for this because uh, that would be good old Guri Hiru oh okay interesting hmm. Um, so I was going to make a point of that of just like alright so I hope you liked you know all the ones that they did and and by the way, yeah, I also love the fact that there's an about the creators in the in the back, so it's like, oh, so this is like who these guys are. Um, with Japanese artists Sasuke and Kawano, what I know them also from, they did a uh, they drew the comic Superman versus the Clan, yes, that Clan. Um, and so yeah, no, they'll they'll be the I guess you know artists for the next little bit. The next issue and or the next story we're going to be looking at for next time is The Promise. The Promise. And thank you once again, Isaac, for joining me for this uh, super long episode. Hopefully we can slim it down when we get to The Promise. Uh, but until then, uh, yeah, any final words for us? For that, as you said, I can give you no promises. But until next time... There's a whole cornucopia of, you know, references in here that I'm just like, where do I even have to start? Um, yeah, I wish they had gone back to the fortune teller. Peace. Peace.